I'm Josh Karam, and welcome to The Real You Podcast. With us, as always, is Ted Karam. Last time we talked about more to you than meets the eye, and a big theme that kept on coming up is inner action and outer action, how inner action fuels the outer action. So, Ted, I think we should start off. Can we? Can you dive a little bit into inner action and outer action? What are, what are we doing to influence, uh, I, I guess, cause and effect? What are we doing to affect the outside? So yeah, last time we did talk about interaction, taking interaction, and it's so important today more than ever to be aware that we are taking interaction all the time. So let's just back up for a second. Let's talk about what is action. Action implies the movement of something. And when we look at the world, when we look at our lives through the lens of quantum physics, it tells us, this is just science, that everything is energy. The energy of the universe that we actually as human beings translate. We're constantly translating that energy into various forms and structures that we call the phenomenal world. Just imagine there's one big field of energy within which we all exist and move and have our very being. Everything is energy. So if we're talking about action and taking the actions in life that can help improve our lives, the lives of our families, our friends, our communities, and our world. We're talking about the movement of something. And if everything is energy, action implies the movement of energy. So what does that mean? Now, it's certainly obvious to us when we take outer action what we're doing, right? I can go over here, I can pick up this box, and I can walk across the room, and I can put it over there on the back of this truck. And I just did some work just now, and I took action. Right? You can sit down, you can write a letter, you can type something up, you can speak, you can, you can move your body. And all of that action is so important because we're here to be active in the world. We're here to not sit on the sidelines of life, but to play on the field, to be engaged with life and to be making a difference that really only we can make. We're here with special talents, gifts and abilities to make a difference, to serve, to uplift, to give. And so we're taking all this outer action And we think a lot of times we're just not getting to where we want to be. And so we think, well, I just need to work harder. I need to work longer. I need to learn more. I need to work better. And this is what interaction is all about. We want to add a dimension. Wait, let's, let's throw in not only harder, longer, and better. Let's throw in an alignment. Let's, let's make sure that the outer action you're taking is in alignment with the interaction you're taking. And are you even aware of the interaction you're taking? Interaction implies the movement of energy, just as outer action implies the movement of energy. The movement of energy in an outward sense are the gross physical forms that we're moving around, that we're manipulating. Interaction implies the management and the broadcasting of our internal energy in terms of what vibration we are sending out. There's an ancient and uh, universal principle that goes like this, as you sow so shall you reap. It's a universal law, which means it works everywhere under all conditions. There are no exceptions. What that means is life is like a mirror. What we give out, what we send out, comes back to us. And, and if we think about this in terms of interaction and the energetic part of our being, what we think and feel 
is what we're broadcasting energetically, continuously, all day long. And that's reflecting back to us in the mirror of life. So we, we need to realize that we're, you know, not only are we walking and talking and moving and doing all the things we do outwardly throughout the day, but we're also thinking and feeling and emotionally, we're, we're sending out energy all day long. We're broadcasting that energy, and, it's ref, and it comes back to us reflected in the mirror of life. So what we want to do is bring our interaction into alignment with our outer desires and the, in the, in the ways in which we want to see our heart's true desire manifested in life. Interesting. So I... So interaction and outer connection are connected. Then I always feel as though if there's that box that I'm moving into a truck, I feel as though the box may be too heavy sometimes, or there's like the box is always wonky. We were moving furniture recently. Like you have that awkward box. So is is my interaction connected to my outer action? Do I control the size of that box? How, <laughs> what is the connection between? Yeah, them? absolutely. There's a so a lot of times we feel just like that box or just like that big thing, whatever that big thing is in your life, getting healthier, finding love, creating more abundance in your life so you can take care of your family and your community and our world. Uh, and you can give to the, the causes that you're inspired to give to. You know, there's a lot of big things in our lives and we don't always feel up to the task. We don't feel always just through outer action. Interaction actually becomes the fuel, becomes the inner power, becomes the resolve, becomes the courage, becomes that motivating power within us that actually propels us to take the outer action. And it also brings us into alignment with it, not only us as an individual, but us as a universal being. So this is what's so important. As you sow, so shall you reap. Sir Isaac, let's get into science here a little bit. Let's look at it from a scientific perspective. Sir Isaac Newton said it this way, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Now remember, for every action, what is action? It's the movement of energy. So for every movement of energy, for every vibrational thought and feeling you send out, there's an equal, like vibration, and opposite, returning back to you, bouncing off the mirror of life, reaction, coming back the energy is coming back to you. So what we want to do is, is sink a little deeper into an awareness of the vibrational energetic world of interaction. It's not just us as individual bodies, individual forms. When we get still, when we get quiet, when we get present, there's something that happens, and that is our individual awareness begins to expand. So we, our awareness grows, it begins to expand. So in the analogy of the water drop in the pond, let's talk about that for a sec. So there's the water drop, that's the stimulating active element, that's yang, and then there's the pond, surface, and that's the receiving bed, that's the divine feminine, that's yin. This, this actually talks to the equation of creation. The equation of creation is one plus one equals three. It's not normal mathematics. It's creative mathematics. And what that means is when you take a seed and you put it in the soil, something emerges from that. When you take a positive and negative, the child is born. When they come together in harmony. So when we harmonize the forces of yin and yang within us, what happens is a doorway opens, a portal opens through which something else emerges. So just imagine, right, if you had a still surface of a pond 
and you had a water drop that touches it, we all, we've all seen this. Every one of us for our whole lives have seen this act of creation unfolding, whether it's in the, the, the ocean, the streams, the lakes, the rivers, or the puddle in the streets. We've all seen the act of creation over and over and over again. It's the water drop and the still surface that it's falling to of the, of the pond or of the puddle or of the stream or the lake. So that is when yin... When we're still and we have this focus of yang, this energy, we see when the water drop hits the surface of the pond, what naturally happens? Little ripples come out. The ripples come out. The, the, the ripples unfold, right? So that, and we've all seen it. That is creation right there. Yin and yang coming into harmony with each other. And what unfolds? The ripples unfold. Where? In the reflection of of space and time in the mirror of form. All of us don't just want to, you know, have energetic experiences. We're physical beings having a physical experience, even though we are energetic beings flowing through and expressing through that form. So what we want is we want to see our heart's true desire manifest in our world. We want to taste it, touch it. We want to experience it. That's what we're here to do. But there's a secret to allowing that to happen. It's about bringing your interaction into harmony with outer action. Because we could take a lot of outer action and more outer action, and we just we just never seem to get anywhere because we're just like a hamster on a wheel, just running faster and faster and faster, but we don't make the improvements in life that we really want. And there's an opportunity here now to bring your interaction into harmony with your outer action to allow the unfoldment, the birth, this creation of new ripples, of new creation in your life. So imagine if the surface of that pond isn't calm isn't still, isn't glass-like. Imagine the surface of your pond is your emotional state of being. So imagine that your thoughts are over here and then over there and you're constantly thinking this and that and up and down and, and then your emotions, the energy that you set into motion follows your thoughts. So as a result, you have emotions that are good and bad and then all over the place. And so they, what does it do? On the surface of the pond, there's no stillness. There's no glass-like nature. It's just a, it's a turbulent ocean. There's swells and there's currents and there's wind and it's blowing. So imagine dropping a little water drop into that pond. What kind of influence, what pattern will unfold? Just chaos. Just chaos. More chaos, right? Because that's what you are. You could take a big boulder and throw it in that pond and it's still not going to make any difference. So the first step to taking true interaction is realizing your power when you are no longer just an individual, but you have become still. Remember the, the ancient wisdom, be still. What happens when you be still? Then you know, know what? I am. You know that your connection with the greater part of being, with the divine within you, with the universal beingness. So when you become still, then your surface of your pond is very receptive. Now, not only is there peace and there's equanimity in your being, which in and of itself is huge and just worth doing, but now your awareness expands from an individual point of focus out to the whole pond. In other words, you are, you are now connected with all that is. You go from narrow band to broad band and your consciousness raises, your awareness expands, and now you're one with your actual environment. You're one with the world. We are the world, right? We are the children. So the bottom line is when you get still, this is why it's a secret, because how many of us are really practicing stillness, right? How many of us cultivate poise and grace and presence throughout our day? You know, stillness doesn't mean the absence of activity, 
Stillness means to be still and centered within yourself as you are dynamically active in the world. So when we get still first, practice that, cultivate that. This is the first step of interaction to become still within us, to be centered, to be living in our heart, to be really who we are, to be our authentic, genuine self, to not be putting on some mask and facade for this person or that person or this situation or that person, to be you, the real you. This is the first step in being the real you, and that is to cultivate presence and stillness within your being because that allows new creation, new energetic creation that reflects in the mirror of life. Those ripples that unfold... If you see the, the surface of the pond is a plane with X and Y, that's space and time. The ripples unfold in, in the mirror, the reflection of space and time. And that's where we want to see it. That's where we want to experience it, taste it, touch it, know it. So becoming still is the first part to really taking interaction deliberately and intentionally. Then with the water drop. What's the water drop? The water drop is, if we look at the ancient wisdom of be still and know, be still is the first requirement, and know is the second requirement. Know what? Know thyself. Know thy true self. You want to get in touch with the real you, the you that's beyond just the form of a body with a name and a history. There's far more to you. We talked about this last time than meets the eye. This is connecting with the soul of your being, the spirit of your, of your true nature, your higher self. This is really tapping into that non-physical energetic part of you so as your awareness expands, you begin to know thyself. You begin to remember the truth. And what is that? Your infinite nature, your unlimited nature, your true nature. That is where wellness and well-being abounds. That is where love and joy is. Why? Because you are love. That's the energetic nature. You are light. You are this being, this soul, this spirit. And you start tuning into that. So first requirement, be still. Next, you're remembering as your consciousness expands your true self, the real you. So you begin to know, and then as you know, your thoughts become elevated, your vibration becomes elevated, your feelings become elevated, and now that's the energy that you set into motion. Now you're growing a water drop. Imagine a water drop growing and growing and growing as you give it more emotion, as you set more of your energy into emotion in alignment with the truth, the real you. So that water drop is charged with the vibrational signature, with the light of the real you. And then what happens is as you're just present and you're feeling it and you're being it, so you see it, you feel it, you be it, and as you're just being it, the water drop reaches critical mass. And then what naturally happens? Ripples. Right. Because the water drop falls to the surface of the pond all on its own. And then the ripples unfold all on their own. The ripples are evolution. If you take an acorn and you plant it in the fertile soil, out of that acorn you get the oak, right? So the acorn is the water drop. The fertile soil is the still pond. And the oak is the ripples, the pattern that unfolds within that divine feminine, within Mother Earth. So remember, we never really leave our mother. We're always, we're always made of the elements of the earth, right? We're always just, if you take the spirit out of someone, if you reach into me and you pull the spirit out of me, what's left of me? Nothing, right? I just, all we are is dust in the wind, right? Like Bill and Ted would say. So we just go back to the elements of the earth, right? So what we truly are is spirit, is that animating life force, is that light, is that energy. We are really the energy that animates the form. And so what could be more important than coming to know and, and bring ourselves into alignment with the principles of that energy? 
so that we take this interaction to really begin to empower our lives, to really begin to shine in our lives, to really be able to give in a way we've never been able to give before and to give our highest gifts to our loved ones and our world here and now when it's so essentially needed. So again, bringing together the harmony of yin and yang. And what that does is sets up a sacred trinity. There's a sacred trinity in all things. It's the positive, the negative, and then the, the coming together, the positive and negative, the ripples unfolding. If you told me that there was going to be a Bill and Ted joke in this podcast, <laughs> I wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> Bill and Ted, yeah. I didn't think Party they, on, they had the wisdom. No. So, yeah. okay. So, um, my my emotional being is the the clearness of the pond, or, or is the the stillness of the pond. And when we're still, it's it's just the still pond, and the water drops, and the ripples come out all clear. But when 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 I feel chaotic, like this morning, I kind of woke up in a chaotic thing. I was feeling as though the world was out of control and I couldn't control it myself. I don't control when I drop a drop of water in the pond. Like, thoughts are just going. So what does that mean? Am I just yeah. creating? And if I am creating... How do I stop that? Because I don't want to be bad creating. I only want good. <laughs> this is it, Josh. Yeah. This is the heart of it all. We are creating all the time. We are. Remember, remember the analogy that we're waves on the surface of the ocean, and the oh, this, the waves are never static. They're always moving, right? So, but they're always being filled by other water, right? They go up and down. So we're always being replenished. We're always being refilled. We're always being renewed. We are always being recreated every moment of every day. Well, then why why don't we get recreated into the abundance and loving and joyful and radiant genius, excellent beings that we truly are? Excellent. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's stuck in us. Excellent. We're not gonna well, stop. Well, yeah. yeah. What are they? Anyway, so. Um, um, why not? Because we experience a reflection in the mirror of form, this three-dimensional movie that we're submerged in. We experience the result of our own free will. The, the, fu the fundamental principle here is freedom. It's free will. We choose what we think, and no one can ever think for us. So that is why each of us have the power to trap ourselves or to free ourselves from the self-imposed limitations that we believe and then live into in life. So when we're frustrated, when we're angry, when we're upset, when we're, when we're just not our true selves, when we are less than what we know ourselves to be, when we are in some form of negativity, we need to break that state, okay? And there's so many ways to do that. If you can, breathe. Just remember to breathe deep into your belly the way a baby breathes, the lower belly. Clear your mind for three seconds, five seconds. Just let it all go. Try and just get out of that state. Listen to some music. Uh, step outside. Let the sunshine hit your face. Just breathe the fresh air. Look at the trees. Look at the grass. Let nature reharmonize you, pull you back into unity because nature is unity. And it will recalibrate your vibration if you let it, if you just let go. Exercise. Do your jogging. Do your walking. Do your yoga. Do your tai chi. Do your cycling. Do whatever you do that changes your state and empowers you. Get your energy flowing again because that, that feeling of anxiety, worry, frustration, anger, resentment, all those negative feelings, depression, when you get really low, that's all resistance. That is all resistance to the flow of your natural well-being. So you want to do something that just breaks through that resistance and allows your energy to flow again. Everything is energy, right? So resistance in an electrical circuit dissipates as heat. A resistor gives off heat. Resistance in a human circuit 
it dissipates his suffering. So we don't want that in our lives. We don't want to be in pain. We don't want to be suffering. We don't want to be constantly in these negative emotions that just drain us and cause us to thus reinforce these patterns. Because whenever we live into those patterns, remember we talked about last time, the subconscious patterns of being, right? So all day long, what's going to happen? What happened this morning? All day long, what happens is our buttons get pushed and we get triggered and subconscious programs of separation, lack, and limitation kick up and run. And then guess what? We're gone. Nobody's Mm. home. We're not here anymore. There's no intelligence. When fear goes up, intelligence tanks. It just goes down. Why? Because there's no awareness. There's no consciousness anymore. It's just a program running our lives. And God, we do terrible things. And in the end, we are just completely gone. We're unconscious. The goal is to do something to break your state and to overcome that reactive conditioning. To know this. Remember this. I don't feel the way I feel. It may look like, unless someone's actually abusing us physically, okay? So if, th- if that's happening, then we need to take outer action immediately to make a change, okay? So if there's abuse going on physically, we need to find the courage within and that energy, that resolve, which is also tapping into the real in you, the divine in you, the power in you, so you can make a change. What we're feeling is not because of what we're seeing on the screen. So remember we play the aha method, the little journaling technique sometimes, where you take out a piece of paper and you write three things down. Number one, what is the trigger? What's triggering you? It's, it's what we're seeing right now on the news, right? Maybe it's a terrible situation, some deep sadness because of loss or, or health issues that are going on in our world with everyone. It's just so sad. It's just, it breaks our hearts. We want to identify what's the trigger. So it may be a health issue, it may be a financial issue, it may be uh, some other issue that we're challenged with right now. So we want to write it down. So we write down what triggered us. We saw something on the news. So you write that down. Then you write down the feeling. You let the whole world go. Everything go. Let it all go. And imagine there's only you and go inside yourself. Pull your awareness fully into this moment now in your body. What are you feeling? What is the predominant thought? I feel hurt. I feel angry. I feel afraid. I feel outraged. Whatever the feeling is, become conscious of it. Bring it into the light of your awareness. So the tri- there's the trigger, and then there's the emotional response to that that is, again, coming from that subconscious programming of limitation. And then, and then what's the thought? The third thing you write down is, okay, I'm seeing this. I'm feeling that. What am I predominantly thinking? You know, how, how could they? Or how or I'm just fed up with this. Or I can't believe that's happening. Or, oh my God, what am I going to do? Or whatever the thought is, you write it down. Oh, is this a way then to train yourself into coming back into alignment quicker? Like I always find it's that when you're reacting to something, even it's as simple as something, you have something at the end of the week, you're kind of preparing for, you're working the whole week, and you're getting ready for this moment and then it gets canceled that second. Like, even if it's as small as that, I find, like, it's so common just to stay in that feeling of, like, oh, it's all against me. I, there was nothing I could do. It's And I feel as though it's hard to snap back quickly. So is this a way? And if so, training yourself to react 
less and come back into alignment sooner, if that makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. This is one way. And again, we've talked about there's many ways to change your state, right? Could be exercising, could be, you know, meditating, could be going for a walk, whatever it is. This is one way, but not, and what's beautiful about this is that if you use this little, like, aha journaling technique to create those aha moments where you realize it's not that person, it's not that situation, it's not what I'm seeing reflected to me in the mirror of the world. It's me. I'm the source of it. Oh my God! Now you're power. Now you're taking. You're usurping your power. You're taking it back. You're no longer giving it away to people and circumstances outside you. To a world you have little to no control over, and thus live in constant and perpetual anxiety and worry and fear. You are reclaiming the real you. You're taking back your birthright. And it's so important. This simple little process where you identify what's the trigger. You 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 go in and you really feel the feeling, and then you go to right to the cause of that, the mind, and you say, "What's the thought?" And now you cross out the thought, and you and you breathe deep, and you connect. You come into the present moment, and you open yourself up, and you say, "You open yourself to the divine. You open yourself to higher mind. You open yourself to the wisdom of universal being, and you, and you become an instrument, and you and you remember." You remember a higher truth. Wait, 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 wait. I, it's my energy. I'm not going to contribute to this anymore. If I get upset, I'm just, I'm just contributing the same energy to this situation. I am fueling it. I, it's bad enough of this oppression happening, or it's bad enough. Isn't it bad enough that this happened in the past? I am not. I'm going to break the chain of this injustice. I'm going to break the chain of this lack, this limitation, right here, right now, by overcoming myself. By not reacting, by not harboring this energy, by lifting my heart, my, my mind to, into my soul, into my spirit, into the divine, into a higher truth. And then you cross out that, that oh, I feel I'm worried about this or what happens or what if this happens? What are the, and you put in new thoughts, thoughts that say, I am love. I am the light. We are whole. Well-being abounds. You start, you start remembering the higher truth that may not be expressing through the physical forms because the physical forms are resisting that energy and constantly just replaying the subconscious patterns over and over again and reinforcing that energy, right? Remember when we wake up in the morning and we look at ourselves in the bathroom mirror, if we don't like the way our hair looks, we don't reach out into the mirror to try and change the reflection. We have to change the source of that reflection. That's the energy we're broadcasting. As you sow, so shall you reap. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. It is a law. It's a principle. We're just normally not aware of it. You know, we can be. And so we can practice not reacting. And what does that leave us? That leaves us at the eye of the storm. There's turbulence and turmoil and, and all kinds of chaos around us, but we are centered and grounded in the grace of being in this present moment, there's a calm about us because we are not reacting. Now, what's going to happen? We are going to react. Okay, that's just what, yeah, <laughs> that's just we're what happens. We're human beings, right? So we're going to react, but as we can catch ourselves sooner and sooner and as we pay more attention, as we're vigilant and watching for the ways we go unconscious, the buttons that push us into being puppets on a string, literally. We've become like Pinocchio. There's nobody home. And we're just acting out some unconscious programming. And the sad part is we're just feeding it. We're just feeding it in ourselves and in our collective consciousness. So we're just reinforcing the very thing that we are appalled by or that we wish so desperately to change in our lives, to improve. But we go to sleep. So this little process of paying attention, the triggers that move us, 
And if you take this little piece of paper with you and you use it for a whole week, and anytime you feel negative, like bad, in any way, you write down the trigger, you write down the feeling, you write down the thought, and then you cross out the thought and you put in a higher thought, a, a, a thought more aligned with the truth, and then you feel that, you change the feeling, you've changed your emotional state, now you've recalibrated right away. Now you're no longer broadcasting for days and weeks and months the negativity and just seeing more of it reflected in the mirror of life, contributing to it in the, in the collective consciousness. Now you are the answer. You become the solution to the new evol evolving and emerging reflection of human consciousness as this new world. We're in a new world. New world's emerging. But what is it as above, so below, as within, so without? The reflection we're seeing in the changing world is reflective of something within us changing collectively. So now you become a cooperative element in alignment with the, the new harmony, the new love, the new sense of unity, the new sense of light and truth and justice. And really this entire world is transforming, but we need to be cooperative elements with it. Otherwise, we're going to hold ourselves in opposition to it and keep, keep offering the vibration of the past. And we're going to end up creating Again, undue suffering for us, right? Resistance to what is here and now. Normally, remember we said resistance in an electrical circuit dissipates as heat. Resistance in a human circuit dissipates as suffering. Now, oh my God, you want me to get real scary here? All right, we're going to talk about an equation, another equation. All right, here we go, <laughs> equation time. Uh, Ohm's law, okay, this is an equ equation of energy flow, okay, through circuits, and everything's a circuit today. But basically, um, the energy flow through a circuit is proportional to the potential that it has, which uh, the voltage divided by the resistance. So as the resistance goes to zero in you, the potential shoots up to infinity and the current, the life force that pours through you, the force, use the force, Luke, it becomes really infinite in you as well. So the more you can not resist what is, what we do, what we typically do is this, Josh, we, we resist, we think by resisting what is, that we are resisting some unwanted condition. But what we're really resisting are the thoughts in our minds about that. So let's uh, take, for example, there's some injustice happening in the world. And we get upset, we get angry, we get frustrated, we get hurt, we get de this depressed. We, it appears as though we're, we're resisting that because we're not, we're not going to condone that. We're not going to allow that. We're not going to approve of that. But what we end up doing is we, we reinforce the pattern of separation. We reinforce that whole structure, that whole vibration, because we feed it with our energy. And we, thus we strengthen it. What we're really resisting are the limited thoughts within our own mind, our limited beliefs about the nature of ourselves and reality and the whole of life. And that's why we resist it. If, if we could, if we could r get still, get calm, use this process, and lift our awareness, raise our consciousness, raise our vibration, become whole again, we would realize that we're one with everything. That, oh my God, the sides I was taking, the, this side versus that side, the me versus you, the us versus them, and the ego does that all the time. The ego needs to redefine itself all the time. And it does it, tries to find ways to separate itself and then its groups all the time. Collective ego, individual ego. But if we can rise above it, all of a sudden, now we're unified again, right? We're feeling peace. We're feeling one with our environment. We're feeling one with all being all individuals, all of nature. 
Now we can't be at odds with anything. Now we can't be afraid of anything. Why? Because what is there to fear when we feel, not intellectually think, but we, we viscerally feel unified with all that is. We're gone as an individual. We are now a higher truth. We are now the real you. Now we're taking powerful interaction. And what happens? That energy flows through us in the ideas we have, the, the impetus to take certain actions, the, the, a higher wisdom, a, a greater intelligence flows through us. So that unprecedented solutions and ideas and, and creativity happens through us. Now we become the answer to that as opposed to just feeding the energy of the past and perpetuating it into the future, passing it on to our children and our grandchildren and all those who come after us. So we really need to, not only for ourselves, but for all those that we love and everything we hold dear, we need to overcome our reactive conditioning. That's our job. Mm. Overcome ourselves. So that what? So that we can allow the light of our true being to emerge. And it's informed by a wisdom and an intelligence greater than any individual. And it's in line with the harmony, the unity, the love of the universe. That's great. The eye of the storm. We're talking about electricity. That feels like power to me. That's like good power right there, electricity. Uh, you, you mentioned something earlier, and I feel as though I might have cut you off a little too soon. You mentioned something, the sacred trilogy. And I was curious if you could dive into that a little more. That caught my ear. What, what is the sacred trilogy? Is yeah. that... Is that just a religious thing, or is there something more to that? <laughs> well, there's always three Star Wars movies, and there's always three Lord That's of the Rings. That's a good point. <laughs> That's powerful right there. So, uh, so Water Drop and Pond come together, give birth to the ripples. That's why one plus one equals three, three. in the equation of creation. Okay, so But it's talked about in so many ways, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the subconscious, the superconscious, the conscious mind the various aspects of being coming together to express in this world. Remember, we are translators of energy. That's what human beings are. We translate energy, which is all there is, into the experience of form. Welcome to the three-dimensional reality, the movie we're living in, right? Mm. So remember the analogy of the movie projector. We love film, right? So um, the, light, the, the light bulb is the light of your being, and it shines through the film of mind, and what, what's, what's unfolding in the film of mind? Thought forms, right? So thought forms, so I'm thinking a certain image, I'm holding a certain... And that light shining through the film of mind projects onto the mirror of life, the void. And we see, you know, there's you, there's me, there's the mountain, the trees, and everything dancing and moving as the film of mind moves before the light of being. And thus, we inhabit, we come into these bodies and into these forms. We know ourselves to be these bodies. And that's all we know ourselves to be normally, right? Remember the waves on the surface of the pond? But when we sink into the depths of our being as a wave, we sink into the ocean of one. And then we realize, oh, my God, I'm connected with everything and everyone. And we're all the same. It's the same H2O. It's the same universal energy flowing into and renewing all forms all day long, all the time. So what we want to do is remember there is this sacred tr trinity or trilogy set up in all things and part of that is the world of form we could say form reality is one of the three mm. there are another two well oh, oh, what are the other two well then there's the the divine feminine divine masculine there's the stillness and then there's the active stimulating nature that creates the ripples which is the form reality so you know, this is a great question because it gets us all the way back to cause and effect. The forms that we experience, the phenomenal world, that's the effect. That's the result. 
right? The ripples that unfold, that's not the cause. Mm. That's the effect. That's the oak tree, right? You get an oak tree. But a lot of times we go, well, I don't want an oak tree. I want an apple tree. I want a, I want a pear tree. You know, I want. So what we end up doing in life is we try and doctor up the effect. We try and reach into the mirror and change the way our hair looks or the way our face looks. And, you know, that doesn't really, I mean, to some degree we can make that happen. And that's taking outer action. And that's important. But the true power, our real power comes in when we realize that we have this ability that we, is probably dormant in us. And, and these things lie dormant. We don't until we start looking for it, until we start believing in it. We start we live into our beliefs. And we start knowing it's true. And then all of a sudden it becomes true. We start seeing evidence of it in our world, in our lives. And that is that we have the power within us to change the thought forms in mind, to change the film. Change the film and now what happens to the movie that's projected, the three-dimensional movie we're all living in. It changes, right? So we begin to transform from the inside out. So again, this is the ripples are the form, which is the re- effect in the, re- the reflection in the mirror of space and time. What's the cause? The cause is coming together of yin and yang, bringing together the harmonies of the of stillness and equanimity and peace and compassion and presence and that's living in that state of grace, and then at the same time, remembering, thinking, seeing and feeling and being the truth your higher truth, the, the light within you, the radiance within you, the brilliance that you truly are. And as you bring those two things together within you, all of a sudden, we're dropping water drops, drip, drip, dripping all day long. And we're now all of a sudden, we're changing the reflection in the mirror by remembering the sacred trinity, that there's two dimensions we were probably missing because they're energetic, that we weren't paying attention to. So not, now we don't try and trim the oak tree to make it look like an apple. We'll take the outer action to do whatever we need to do, but we'll turn within and we'll plant new seeds in the fertile soil of the stillness of our being. So what is that? That means we change, just like Mahatma Gandhi says. I think it's going to come up in every one of these. Be the change you wish to see in the world. There's such great wisdom there. Become the vibration you wish to see reflected back to you in the mirror of life. That's great. Honestly, I am leaving this podcast today with a greater knowledge of one plus one equals three. I see it all. <laughs> I see it scrolling through your notes and really like now I truly grasp what that means. Like I thought that was some just really cool way of saying creation. But no, that that's in all things, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. That that gets me. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Um, Do you have any any closing remarks on cause and effect? Yeah. So, again, uh, the the call here is a call to interaction. It's a call to knowing that there are greater causes in you that can create better effects in your life. It's really about getting in touch with the inner you, the real you. And I really encourage you to apply the simple ancient wisdom. It's been here all along. Be still and know. Why? Because then you can have more of that I am, more of that higher self, more of that divine light shine through in and as you and you just light up and that's that's what we want for everyone in the world right now to light up to come alive with the real you because you are the answer you are the solution you bring it it's not going to come from outside there is no outside that's just a reflection in a mirror it's going to come from you and so as you spend a little time and just get still get present again that doesn't mean inactivity it can initially sitting here and there, just five minutes, just three minutes, just one minute, just 30 seconds of 
clearing your mind, just becoming still, just being at peace, giving yourself a sacred time out to just be at peace in our in our chaotic worlds, in our chaotic lives, so that you can plug in and renew your energy and be inspired by a power that is greater than you, a power that is greater than the world, a power that's creating the entire universe, and it can flow through you if you allow it. Well, thank you so much again, Ted, as always, for the wisdom you've given us. If you like what you are hearing today, please feel free to subscribe to our podcast channels or YouTube, whatever platform you listen to. We do release podcasts every Monday and Thursday, so keep tuned with that. Check us out on all of our social media platforms. That includes Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And if you like Ted Cam's wisdom, be still a no, Bill and Ted references even, Please make sure to check out the real you.net. That is T H E R E A L U.net. And also on this podcast, we want to hear questions from you. So feel free to please send in your questions to us at the real you. And we are going to make sure to answer them on our Monday podcast, the real you podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, not only to the podcast, but tuning into the real you. Thank you. This program is copyrighted in 2020 by Chrysalis Point. Thanks for listening.